Will Chesney is a Navy SEAL with a pretty cool story, and he's got a book out, No Ordinary Dog, and he joins us now. Hi, Will. Good morning, Will. Good morning. How are y'all? We're good. Thank you very much for your service. Hey, let's begin here. I'm reading a book right now by a Navy SEAL, and I was just wondering, before publication, did you have to run the final draft through the State Department? And if so, did they redact and delete names, locations, and stuff like that? Yes, that is correct. It, uh, it went through a pretty long process. Everybody, all chains had to approve it, so I had to go through multiple processes of getting approved, but everybody approved it, and they did redact some stuff. The, I, do, I don't want to give away any secrets, right. and I don't want to get anybody injured. I would never do that to my brothers, but I do want to get Cairo's story out there. Um, there's some stuff that's just I haven't seen that isn't true. It's a big piece of history, and uh, I want to get the truth out there about them, bring attention to all working dogs and their capability. And then tell people with brain health, it kind of goes into my story a little bit, but that's... Yeah, we, we, uh, we guess we did have to go through a pretty rigorous selection or yeah, process. and we'll we'll get uh, we'll get into your injury and how the dog helped. Cairo is the dog's name, but I'm not familiar with the breed. Tell us what the breed is and what makes these dogs so special. Cairo was a Belgian Malinois, and uh, they're just high drive uh, working dogs. He, uh, I mean, what we're asking to do, at least in the SEAL teams with these dogs, is pretty. Uh, Pretty unbelievable. Uh-huh. You're asking the dog to not only skydive with you, fast rope with you. I mean, you'd have to be around explosions and gunfire. You're asking all that. Plus, you're asking a dog to leave you, who he loves, and go into a dark room, possibly a couple dark rooms deep, uh, at night and get in a fight with something twice his size and not give up. It's quite a bit you're asking of these working dogs. You know? Do do these dogs have specialties like a uh, like military personnel? Is there dogs for sniffing bombs? Is there dogs for what you talked about going into compounds like Bin Laden's? Do they or do they? One dog does everything. It depends on the dog. There are dogs that are just specifically for let's say explosive odor, or you know, there's working dogs out there that can find cadavers. So you know, something happens and you need to find some bodies. Can do it. You can teach the dog to track anything using his nose if he's trained properly. Cairo was multi-purpose. He could track explosives, find explosives, and also uh, men odor, so any bad guys hiding. Were you assigned Cairo and then you were on the road with his training, or do they kind of graduate these dogs and then assign them to uh, a SEAL? We have people at the command that are very good at their job. They will select dogs from certain facilities that they think will make the cut once they select the dogs they're brought back to the command and they go through basically a dog seal program uh-huh. <laughs> they have to make sure they're going to be the right fit and after that selection process every dog's different every handler's different every person's different right so you, the trainers are there to mm-hmm. when i was in the beginning the Cairo was new i was new uh the trainers would have us rotate through all the new dogs and all the new handlers and see kind of like how what the fit was who took to who yeah assessments Exactly, and then they would make that connection because there was another dog named Bronco that I really liked as well, and he might have been a little more friendlier. I don't—I didn't know what I was talking about. I was a brand new handler; I never handled a dog before. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like, oh, yeah, dog was great, but they're all great workers. But um, the trainers at the command did made the decision to give me Cairo, and it was by—it was a great decision. Me and Cairo, our fit together was—it obviously worked out. It was a pretty good fit. <laughs> Hey, Will, we, and you're a hero, and uh, Cairo's a hero, and we had Rob O'Neill on. I'm sure you know who who Rob is. 
And Rob took a step-by-step when he entered that compound and gave us a Reader's Digest version of what happened there on the Bin Laden raid. So you, you and Cairo are getting ready. Tell us when you found out and what was Cairo? What was, what was Cairo's job when you guys landed and then throughout the raid? Yeah, I appreciate that. I wouldn't call myself a hero. Those men on the on the mission, everybody else was a hero, and Cairo's a hero. But uh, Cairo's job, like I said, to utilize his nose, and it was my job to put him in that position to where he could do it to the best of his ability. I was basically there to babysit him, and he did all the work. Uh, when we landed, I let him go, and he started working. We, he did sweeps of the perimeter to see if there was any explosives or any you know, escape tunnels. You never know what you might find. Um, and then once we were done doing that, we made our way to the inside. We did the same thing. We did sweeps looking for any kind of explosives or hidden rooms or anything that might harm us or the men on the team. And as as part of that Operation Neptune Spear, which eventually netted uh, the killing of uh, bin Laden there, you suffered some serious injuries and some PTSD. And then you were able to stay with Cairo and... Cairo helped you post-mission, and if so, how long did you get, uh, was Cairo yours for life at that point? Uh, it's kind of hard to tell the whole time, I don't know, it breaks it down in the book, but uh, Cairo did get to come home with me once he was retired. Oh, that's um, great. He took he, he took care of me, and I took care of him. He he went down pretty hard with cancer, and it was uh, oh. it wasn't easy. He needed yeah. somebody to take. I had to basically syringe feed him. It was not but I wasn't doing great either, and to have him home was really good for my mental health as well. Um, it does cover my story a little bit in the book. The main reasons for writing this book was to to tell the truth about Cairo and get him out uh, so everybody can read his story, to mm-hmm. bring attention to all working dogs. I mean, not only just the SEALs and military, but all service dogs. And then I, I tell my story a little bit and kind of the issues that I went through. I know there's a lot of people out there that might be in a bad way. And I was in a bad way. And people here, that comes from the Navy SEAL. I mean, it just is what it is. Not, you put in that much hard work after a certain amount of time, sometimes the uh, sometimes the wheels yeah. come off. Well, you know, tell my story, and it can help some people, then I'm, a, I'm all about it. And it's all in the book, No Ordinary Dog. Now, you mentioned, you know, what you did with, uh, you know, what happened to you with PTSD. How about for a dog? So if a dog uh, deals with, uh, you know, is is in a fight and they're in war and they're dealing Trauma. with that. Is, yeah, how tough is it? Do dogs can dogs turn it off and become you know go fetch a ball and get a treat and go back to normal life? How is it for a dog to adjust afterwards? Well, for Cairo, during we would like to say it's called a switch. He could turn it on when it was time to work and you put on his vest and he could turn it off when it was time. Oh, wow, it's amazing. To come hang out with the boys and he was basically like a family pet. But once I got him retired, he did. He was shot. Um, before the Bin Laden mission where I thought they lost him and it you know, covers it in the book and then towards the end of his life it's, it was weird I never expected to see the things that I saw but he just he did show some certain signs from um, some of that trauma I'm assuming it was different I, I, he did some things that I never expected to see him do and not, not violence or anything it was just like you could tell thunderstorms would uh, yeah. get to him and stuff like that and he, he's a worker now even in gunfights and you know, or you know, even in plenty of fights, to see that it was it was it was weird. But I was just glad I was able to be there for him. You know. Yeah, you helped each other. I'm sure. Is there an organization? I know there's all kinds of uh, 
warrior type organizations is there specific canine ones that you would recommend where maybe somebody listening wants to help uh because they put a lot of dogs not even uh the military dogs like cairo but just dogs in general with uh warriors who are fighting the ptsd is there an organization you could recommend to us oh there's quite a few and yeah um there's there's spikes canine fund that's a great organization run by jimmy hatch um there's Mike Ritland's uh, foundation. There's the Rescue 22 with John Devine. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on So that. there's a lot of them. There's a lot of there's them. So it's called Google, there's Jerry. So yeah. <laughs> well, I thought you were specifically yeah. in bed with uh, just one, but yeah, we'll pick up the book. No Ordinary Dog. What a fast. Yeah. How are you feeling today? Uh, well, are you feeling much better? I'm feeling better, but I'm still, yeah. still working on certain things. There's, a, there's plenty of modalities out there, though, that do help veterans and I think it's one of my main messages is if you're having issues reach out and if you think somebody might be having issues reach out to them that's what got me through I mean I was basically drinking myself to death mm-hmm. my best friend reached out and drug me to a brain health clinic it's called the brain it was through the brain treatment foundation and they're amazing people and that was just my first step I'm still working on quite a few things but there's so many modalities out there to use that if it doesn't work and don't just try it and stop. Try it for a while. If it doesn't work, move on to another one because I guarantee you, you will find something that will work. And there's great people out there that will help you find it if uh, if you're having trouble doing so. Yeah, I'm reading this book now. Jack Carr, are you familiar with Jack? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, just, uh, I should have his book in any day. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, so. a, it's a thriller, man. I'll tell you, it's fiction, but yeah. he's got all the details down pat. Will, good luck. We'll uh, read An Ordinary Dog as well, man. Thank you very much. I hope everybody enjoys it. And thanks for having me on. All thanks, right. Will. Bye-bye.